Hey, Jordan Harbinger here. Subscribe to the only show that will show you how to apply the world's greatest ideas from the most striking minds. After presenting more than a thousand interviews, I couldn't be more compelled to introduce you to the Jordan Harbinger Show. We've got spies and CEOs, athletes and authors from Kobe Bryant to Malcolm Gladwell, Tony Hawk and Howie Mandel to the chairman of Google, founders of LinkedIn and Instagram, antiquities smugglers, conmen, brilliant scientists, national heroes, and even the head of the CIA. Listed as Apple's best of 2018 and countless other awards that, let's be honest, you probably don't care about right now. So come and have a listen for yourself and join me as we exploit the superpowers of the world's most incredible thinkers, amazing achievers, and iconic change makers with their insights delivered right into your mind. You'll get that blueprint of their brilliance each week so that you can learn to live what you listen. Subscribe right now to The Jordan Harbinger Show, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you're listening now. Shop Black Friday week deals Sunday through Friday at Kohl's. Plus, get $15 Kohl's cash for every $50 spent and take an extra 15% off. Get the Big One Throws, $8.49. Toastmaster Small Appliances are just $2.14 after rebate. And Fitbit Versa 2 is $129.99. Plus, take 30% off Lego, 70% off fine jewelry, and save on boots for her, $16.99. Plus, get fast and free store pickup. Shop Black Friday week deals at Kohl's and Kohl's.com. Select styles, office value November. 22nd through the 27th. 15% off with promo code ENJOY15. Lego and Fitbit offers and coupons do not apply. Some exclusions apply. See store or calls.com for details. Dylan's eating a muffin. He's licking his fingers. I'll do a play-by-play of Dylan's breakfast. Mm. I wish we actually had video today. We tried to get it set up, but... Uh, I was going to cheesily product place Otis Spunkmeyer chocolate muffins and be like, thank you to Otis Spunkmeyer. Whatever. Spunkmeyer? I don't know. They're, they're delicious giant muffins. It's not a real you, I wish you could see um, Dylan's hat, though, because it's giant and it's furry. What are those kind of hats called? Furry hat? Furry hats. Um, no, those are different. Yeah, I don't know. He he looks like he should be in like North Dakota today. And instead, he's here. Dakota. Where it's, yeah, where it's like it's like thirty five here, and Dylan looks like he's dressed for like going bear hunting. But it's all right. I yeah. do hunt bears. You do hunt bears, not to eat them, just because I want to find one. <laughs> like that's one of my goals to to see a bear in real life. I have, I have, but I want to be a little closer. I have an ex coworker who actually lives in Washington, not far from here, like a half hour from here, that hunts bear on his bike. He literally, like, bikes into the wilderness. That's like jousting. Yeah, and and then hunts bears, and then will field dress them and carry them out on his bike. That's a little excessive. It's real weird. I don't get it, but, you know, whatever. Uh, anyway, uh, episode 58 today, we are without Adam because he thought that he would go to California for Christmas. And Why? Why would you do that? Well, because it's probably not, not rainy and snowy there. Yeah, we don't get snow in, in Seattle very often. And uh, But when we do, we get about four inches and there's 10 cars in the ditch every 100 meters. Yeah, it's shut down. Like we, I wasn't sure I was going to be able to go to the airport to pick up people on Christmas because all the westbound roads from my house to the airport were closed. So, yeah, it's kind of a mess. It was actually, they said yesterday that it was the first time we've had a white Christmas on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day in 120 years. Oh, really? I never really thought about that. Yeah, so it's been a long we've time. We've had a couple white Christmases recently, but yeah, it was actually on Christmas. Yeah. It snowed on Christmas. Yeah, so it's been kind of kind of wacky here, but Dylan and I still showed up, even if Adam didn't. So yeah. I think today's going to be kind of a... Uh, a low key podcast. I'm sick. I'm going to try not to cough during this uh, this 
thing. It's mostly going to be Q&A. There's not, strangely enough, there's not a lot of news that happens between Christmas and New Year's. It's almost like the people that write the news aren't at working. Yeah, they're all they're all off. And uh, the people, There's probably like all kinds of news, but no one's there to report it. <laughs> no, no, because I think all the people that make video games are off too. So I guess that's probably true. Anyway, uh, I think we are going to talk, though, a little bit about uh, Christmas because that happened. Um, we're also going to talk a little bit about Fortnite and PUBG and how those two fit together. And then we're going to have questions. We got a bunch of questions. We got questions from Vinny. Got questions from Cody, Vicky, Joe, Hans, Chad, Sean, and Josh. And then we're going to talk about uh, some free cheap games. And, uh, and and Dylan's got a new mobile game that he's pretty impressed with. Well, so I'm impressed. He's impressed. With. Anyway, with it. Dylan's with also it. chewing a muffin again. So it's all good. I was hoping to finish my muffin, but I just didn't get a chance to. It's all right. Do you want to talk about what you've been playing first? I do, because I'm really excited about a game that I've been playing. But first... The game that I wish I had played more recently and haven't was PUBG because it finally launched and I've <laughs> barely played it since yeah. that. Um, but immediately I experienced that it felt like it just played better. Oh, really? Like it just it seemed better. I don't for whatever reason. Maybe it's just all in my mind that says we finally launched the game, but just performance wise, it felt better. And of course, it you launched PUBG and it was what the test server looked like. Yeah. So it just looked, I mean, the the new menus and stuff, it all looks nice. It's presentation is better. Um, but then when I actually got into the game, it just seemed like it performed better. Um, I, you know, so, they've released two Xbox patches that were both performance-based, so I wouldn't be surprised if maybe some of that performance carries over into the PC version of it too. Mm-hmm. So eh, that's great. Yeah, so and, I mean... And, now the new replay and and kill cam stuff that's no that's on the test server not on the live server yet. I right? believe it. I don't know because I didn't actually try to play with it, so I think it's there. Oh, nice. I think, but I just didn't really play with it yet because I was kind of just I wanted to get in and play a couple games just so I was able to talk about it. But it seems like by the time I get on every night, everyone else is already yeah. playing and they already have squads of four. So I'm like, I don't enjoy the game as much by myself, but I played enough. What's we'll the hookup? We'll play duos. Yeah, yeah. like. I was doing really well one game, and I'm like, I was on the it was on the new map too, because the new map's part of the whole game now. Um, but I was like crawling up some mountains, and then a loop loot uh, drop fell literally like ten feet from me. Oh, nice. like, this is awesome! And I opened it up, and I had like, oh, awesome! Like camo level three backpack, and a bunch of three hundred magnum ammo, and the AWM, which is the big yeah sniper rifle with an eight X scope. And I was like, cool, I'm set. And I started like I had I was like watching some guys crawl down the other mountain and I'm like, okay, they're really really far out and they're moving, so I'm gonna I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait, see if I get a good shot on them. One guy stopped behind a rock because there was another or there was another loot box out there and a rock and he was he was behind the loot box. I'm like, ah, I can't can't get the shot and then finally some guy snuck up on me oh. and I was like I I knew he was there and I just Yeah. I trusted too much instead yeah. of like whipping out the assault rifle and going to find him. Yeah, I thought I could just kind of be sneaky and just and then just didn't that work. didn't work. Oh, so well. that was the wrong choice in that situation. But yeah, I've heard the the, the kill cam or not the kill cam, but the the like um, the camera that like you can watch the entire game take place. So you can actually once the game's over, you can rewind it from the very first and actually like free fly through and see you know kind of where everyone's landing. It's a, it's a really good way to kind of like learn new strategies and and see where people drop and what they do when they drop there and and you know where people choose to kind of you know make their first stands and last stands and 
know, that kind of stuff. So I think yeah. that's going to add a lot to the game. And kill cams are always fun, too. Yeah, so. and it does help alleviate some of the uh, cheater cheater yeah. blaming. Yeah, you know um, someone missed a couple times before they killed you. Right, I'm sure that it does happen occasionally, but maybe a lot of the times you really do just get picked off because... Yep. I mean, it's very much a survival game. It's very quick action sequences. Right. So a lot of the times it does just take that headshot. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I picked up uh, a couple games on the Steam sale. It's really um, not to. I'm going to try Elder Scrolls Online. Oh, nice. So I downloaded that. And you got that on the PC? We yeah, play. I've got that too. Um, so I haven't, I haven't really tried that yet. I made a character. Nice. Um, but then I also got the Don't Starve bundle on PC because I played this probably about a year ago on yeah, the I was phone. Say, probably nine months ago, 12 and months ago. It was fun, but I think there is so much more to the game that I really just couldn't get into on the phone because I wasn't as good at it. Because sure. it, it, it's hard to manage a bunch of stuff on a phone screen, I think. Or, I mean, an iPad, I played it on the iPad, too, and I think that was a little easier than the phone, but um, I think having a mouse in this game is very helpful (laughs) at the speed at which you can click in your inventory and click around the map. But I love this game. Like, it's my favorite game to play right now, and I sat down for probably two and a half hours last night and just played from day one, and I got to day 24 so for those who don't aren't familiar with don't starve um i know a lot of people have at least tried Tried it it, yeah um it is a survival game where basically you're trying not to starve but there's also (laughs) other things in the environments that will kill you um like aggressive creatures or the weather um so I, I think most of the time you start in a dry season, you don't start in the middle of winter because sure. that would just be unfair because you do have to prepare for that. And that's what killed me last night was <laughs> making it day 24 and all of a sudden it starts snowing and I wasn't quite ready. Like I had a, I had managed to make a puffy vest, like a puffy coat, <laughs> but so I was warm and I, as long as I was kind of, I was, I kind of stayed in my camp. I did good. I made an ice box. I filled it up with berries and I had my farms, they were creating crops. And I, so I had good supplies of food and, um, then my little settlement got attacked by boars <laughs> and because I was wearing a puffy jacket and not my like log suit that protects me from damage is a log suit a suit made out of logs yeah nice so you can make the easiest thing to make to start is a grass suit but then you can you can find if you get um you turn your grass into a rope and then you grab some logs you can make a log suit and that's kind of like your heavy armor yeah. in the early game um but i wasn't ready because i was wearing my puffy jacket to stay warm as i was kind of like walking around and all of a sudden these boars attacked me <laughs> and i was like what am i doing and i i guess i had a poofy I didn't have that in my inventory, so I wasn't ready for combat Uh, at that time, and they killed me. But I ended up respawning because you can find those touchstones around the map, and you can respawn a number of times. But I was so far away in the cold, and when you respawn, you have nothing. Oh, you're so so froze to death. Like walking, freezing to death. I finally get back to camp, and I found my stuff, but um, it's too late. Yeah, I was kind of already like weak and then i was like well maybe i can go hunt some of those penguins so i died to penguins the second time i'm like what <laughs> i killed by a penguin. and then i respawned a second time or the th- yeah the second, second time. time it was my third life and i died freezing to death yeah. by the time i could get back to the camp yeah that's rough Boars, i tried penguins to, and, and 
Hypothermia, man. Yeah, it was rough. Like, winter is hard. I hear it's uh, coming, too. Yeah, it is coming. Bummer. But super fun game, and I think it's one of those games that you learn so much more each time you play it, but I guess that's that's also the kind of frustrating part is you do have to go through that early game so many times. Except it, each world is so much different when you start because they are completely different yeah. each time. So you have your different... I can't remember what the good word is for where a geographical location that has some sort of climate. And yeah, a biome. Trees. Yes, biome. There Thank you. you. It's like, what is it? Um, yeah, so there's different biomes around the map. So you know... Over here, there's going to be, it's dry, there's grass, there's beefaloes, and there's rabbits. Beefaloes, Beefaloes. So beefaloes are great because you can collect their poop, their manure, to use them to build farms and uh, fertilize. But they also, um, you can shear them, I think, when they're sleeping. I never got that far because sure. that's what I was trying to do. I was trying to get it to the beefalo field so I could shear them and make some fuzzy earmuffs to keep <laughs> myself warm. But I never managed to get to the beefalo field before I got attacked. Um but they're so cute too. That's awesome. Um, and then like the the dark forest, the thick forest will have spiders in them. So can spiders are very can aggressive. Spiders. Um, so the spider silk is useful oh, to make the puffy yeah. the puffy jackets or fishing line or a sewing kit to help repair your um, your clothing. Yeah. Um, and then the spider glands you can use for a healing salve sure. to heal up because um, health is really hard to gain back when yeah. you lose it. Um, eating good food i assume probably more protein based things yeah will give you a little health bump but not much, much. yeah um, so it takes a lot of time to regain your health so don't expect to go do a lot of fights in a row yeah like i tried to i had to go spider hunting to get <laughs> enough silk to make my puffy jacket and that was two separate i had to go clear two separate nests sure except i got smart the second time and i I aggroed the nest by attacking it, and all the spiders came out, and I ran to the beefalo fields, and the spiders got um, killed by the beefalo? distracted by the beefaloes, and I ran back, and I killed their nest, and oh, that kills the spiders and sure. removes all the web from the forest. Yeah. So you can actually exterminate the spiders That's from cool. the—I don't—they might come back. I mean, spiders might be able to re-inhabit something later, but you can actually go clear them out. Sure. Um, so that's, it's neat. It's, it's, it's weird. I mean, it's stupid. It's like you're, it's like a, it's own living world, but it's exactly what it is. Like there's so much interactions with, within the world and the different, I mean, just the different areas and it gets pretty wild. Like I found some crazy gate to another world and then I found some robots and things too. (laughs) And there's magic. So it's, when you first drop into the game, you're like, this is, seems pretty simple. I go, I collect wood, I build fires, and I eat. What what more to this? And it's like, there is so much more to this <laughs> game. And it's it's very satisfying, but I think it it's not for everybody because I don't think people always like the... I'm not all a of a huge, sudden, your stuff's yeah. just gone and you start over. But I'm not a big, like, kind of roguelike, you know, that kind of thing. I don't know. I, I, I own it. I have not tried it. It's adorable. I guess if it sounds like something you like, it's uh, less than four dollars, three seventy four right now yeah. on Steam. Yeah, um, and I think that, for twelve dollars you get everything. You get all the DLC and you get Don't Starve Together, so you can play with a friend. friend. Um, yeah. And that actually comes with a copy of Don't Starve Together, so that you can send to someone. Let's so go. you can play with someone just 
without single purchase. Yeah, so. I need to try it. It looks fun. Yeah, so. I think it. W- I mean, playing with someone would add an inter- interesting element too, because a lot of the times when it's nearing darkness and you need to get that fire built, like your brain's going one direction and then the fire doesn't get built and yeah. then you die in the darkness and yeah. get attacked and you can't do anything about it because you have zero light or but whatever it is. But if you had a buddy to kind of help mitigate the the tasks, right? Someone's chopping wood, someone's going to forage berries and these kind of things. So I think that's... Maybe you could make it to day 48. Right. Right? Yeah. yeah. I'm going to make it forever. I don't know. <laughs> I assume at some point you... You and the kids like, from fame. You can be like a self-sustaining walled-in area where yeah. you don't really have to leave and I think that's the goal. Sure. But nice. Super fun. Nice. Highly recommend. I uh I've not played much lately. I've been really busy with Christmas and I had a bunch of family come in. It's just been real busy and then since they've got here I've been pretty busy. Uh I did find time to finish uh Star Wars Battlefront 2 single player. Um so both the uh both the there's like a five or six hour main game. And then they released another, like it's called resurrection. I think, uh, like free DLC, um, that takes place. Um, so the main game takes place around within maybe a year or two of, uh, the battle of Endor. And then the resurrection DLC takes place during, um, the force awakens kind of timeline. So it's 20 years apart, maybe. um, and uh, the you know like I've talked about the the main game quite a few times, saying that you know great story, kind of lackluster gameplay, um, feels very 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 linear. Um, and the the resurrection DLC is short; it's maybe saying an hour and a half seems generous, probably closer to an hour. Um, and it it really fixed a lot of those. Like I thought the the story was still very 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 good. Um, it's a the story was was great um and continued to be so like it really it kind of tugged at your heartstrings in the in the DLC um and the, but the gameplay felt better um not like not significantly better but it it felt like the areas you were fighting in were a little more open it let you let you not just like the first game i felt like i was just like hunkering down behind things and i just wait there until kind of the enemies presented themselves and this one was a little more open. So I'd kind of find myself running from cover to cover. Um, combat was just a little more dynamic. So I don't know if it was that they had more time for the DLC or if it was, you know, the DLC came later during development time. So they'd kind of worked out some kinks either way. Definitely better. Um, you know, again, I wouldn't recommend paying 60 bucks for the deal, the single player game, you know, but you know, that, Six months from now, that game's going to be twenty bucks or fifteen bucks. Um, it's going to be on, yeah, it's going to be probably at EA Access. I would guess before November of next year. Um, and when it hits there, definitely, it's it's definitely worth the six hours of single player. Super fun. Um, well, it's fun, um, and the story is really good. And it, the the story is cool because it actually tells you, you know, this game's canon, and so it tells you some things about stuff that's happening in the Star Wars universe that you wouldn't know otherwise. Yeah. Um, and I don't want to tell you what those things are because it kind of spoils the game and maybe spoils, I guess, maybe the movies if you haven't seen them. But, uh, Is that specifically the DLC content? Yeah, specifically yeah. the DLC content. So, um, But, you know, the other one gives you some kind of interesting undercurrents of, you know, how things are working in the Empire. And, you know, the Empire is a lot weaker than it seems. And it's it's interesting. 
So it's it's yeah. uh, it's well worth worth playing, just not worth paying a ton of money for, probably. Unless you're super into the multiplayer, too. Right. Like, if if super you love Star Battlefront more multiplayer, I think the game's already been on sale a few times. So. Well, and I think that's the thing, is if you bought it for the multiplayer, and we're like, eh, I don't want to play the single player. Like, play the single player. It's worth it. Yeah. So, um, it won't take you long, either. So. And then the other thing I played was Fortnite, but I think we're going to talk about that in a little more detail yeah. uh, a little bit later in the show. So we'll we'll skip that for now. Yeah. So looks like our next uh, topic, which I totally skipped over in our intro, is New Year's gaming resolutions. Yeah, it's almost a new year, and people like to like make goals that they never actually uh, gonna, adhere to. I'm going to so, exercise more and lose weight in video games. Yeah. Is that what I'm going to do? Yeah. All I right. think so. Yeah, that'll work. So what's your... What's Can your... we run while playing video games? You know, I... <laughs> So I have a treadmill, and I have not used it very much. Um, if, if, you're, if you were on video, you'd be able to tell. Um, but I, I saw someone the other day running on a treadmill while playing their Switch. So yeah. maybe? Maybe? Yeah. <clears throat> like, so, I could see myself, like, biking. Like, on a bike or something. Yeah, probably, I think a treadmill seems very... The cadence might be weird. Yeah, like, because I, I mean... In theory, I guess you're depend, moving your arms. Right? I guess it would depend on the game, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but yeah, they had it. You know, they had the uh, the switch sitting on I, the, the front of it, and then yeah. the Joy Cons disconnected. Right. So. I was kind of imagining myself playing handheld, but yeah, no, if you I don't set think that's the, gonna work. If you actually sweat, sl- if you sweat, actually sweat, sweat while walking, if you but sweat set and the, set the tablet somewhere firmly mounted somewhere yeah, yeah, that's yeah. not gonna fall. Um, but yeah, I work. mean, you can even run. You can yeah. move your arms with the Joy-Cons, yeah. and hopefully there's no motion controls that are going <laughs> to get in your way. Yeah, might work. So I think my uh, my New York New Year's gaming resolution will actually be to uh, to try and finish more games. Um, I've got kind of a, a little bit of a strategy going where yeah. I just, every time I, I think, like, I want to play that game, I just have this big list, and I've been concentrating really hard on starting a game and then not just dropping it off or if i do drop it off like that's okay like go like either i'm going to consciously finish this game or i'm going to consciously not finish this game but not just like i stopped playing i don't know we'll see um and so far it's it's uh it's worked out really well i've actually finished three games in the last two weeks i want to say so you know i'm making i'm making some headway so that's that's my thing is i want to play more games but i want to Play more games and actually complete more games, not play a ton of games for an hour. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I, I was really impressed with that idea. I mean, it's as simple as it is to make a list of yeah. what you really want. But, I mean, think about it. Like That's so easy to be like, okay, what's on my list? What do I actually want to finish? Okay, yeah. I don't really care about this game anymore. I'm going to cross it off. Yep. Or, okay, I'm going to sit down and finish this game. The only downside is my list has 35 or 36 <laughs> games on it right now. So. And it's probably going to grow faster than you can really uh, uh-huh. You can yeah. really check them off. But Yeah, I say for every game I, I take off, I probably add four. Yeah. So, you know, I think it's always going to be a balancing act. But I think I have a problem where I play a game for an hour and then I get pulled away by something new and shiny and forget to go back to those games. And that to me is that reminder of like, hey, you already have an hour into this five-hour game. Just finish it you know I, I can play games about about an hour and a half a day between i play about 45 minutes first thing in the morning and 45 minutes at night and not every day but about that and if i really just push that hour and a half towards a game like even even a 60 hour game that means you can finish a 60 hour game in about a month so you know yeah what's your what's your resolution yeah i think i think part of it is that yeah. in in the in the world of single player games and like 
actually finishing things. Because yeah. I think I'm more of a second act guy where, like, I'll play through the second act. That used to be how I always was. Yeah. And, like, you never finish the game. You might have been five minutes, ten minutes, or an hour away from the yeah. end, but you never quite finished it. Well, I think in games, like, if you think of games, and I don't know if games are this way as much as, like, TV and movies is, are, is, are, um, you know, generally speaking, a TV show or a movie has three acts. Yeah. Um, and I would say, you know, cinematically, a lot of games kind of follow that formula. But generally in games, the third act's the worst yeah. most of the time. So and it's not because game developers don't care. It's just because they know most people are like you yeah. and play act one or act two and never right. play act three. So yeah, and you have to put your I resources mean, somewhere. Hopefully you have a great payoff at the yeah. end, right? But not always. More often than not, So no. it kind of, you know the bad guy's going to get beat or there's going to be another bad guy and oh. there's going to be a second game, yeah. right? So. Yeah. Um, you kind of know what you're gonna get, but other than that, I think I think being more social in games and like we have a great community of people, and it's been it's a lot of fun playing like PUBG, for example. Like that's probably the first game I've really played with a lot of different people, sure. rather than just a couple buddies here yep. and there. Um, but to just get more people involved in the because it's fun, and I think I think yes, there is a lot of like toxic gaming culture and a oh, lot yeah. of buttheads out there that say really mean things to people and just suck and aren't fun to be around. But I think there's a lot of other people that aren't like that, feel exactly the same way and don't want to play games. Right. And I think that's been almost everybody at some point. So I think helping people see the, the fun side of it, the, the fun social aspect of it. Um, and then, not being afraid to step into that yeah. ground and I mean building an even larger community yeah. and it, it's great when you have people and then you have friends of friends pulling their friends in yep, and then um all of a sudden you're you're meeting new people in these games and you're you're having fun and you're laughing and you're and you're joking around and you're eating chicken dinner so it's like that's what it's all about right yeah. um especially because we have i mean almost every game is is multiplayer in yeah. some way now you have these destiny like games or you have PUBG or you have overwatch um all different kind of competitively on different levels and then i mean but you're all playing with people so yeah. no i uh, i agree and i think that's actually been one of the most gratifying things about kind of our community is the number of people that have come in and said i hate like i don't game much online or i don't talk to other gamers much online because they're terrible and toxic and awful and I'm sick of the abuse and all the other associated crap. And they go like, but you guys seem like you'd be pretty cool to hang out with. So I came here and it turns out I was right. Like yeah. that, I've had probably two or three people tell me that in the last couple of weeks. And that's, that's really a gratifying thing to hear. So, For sure. Like, yeah. I mean, that's exactly what we're, I think that's exactly what our goal is. Yep. And I think that's Agreed. what we've talked about many times is, I mean, make a group of people that all yeah. play games for the same reason yep. and are here to have fun because yep. that's what games should be about. And of course, like I'm not going to lie. Like when I play overwatch, I'm going to get frustrated too. If someone oh, yeah. I tries to, all the time, to play like some crazy thing, I was like, I'm going to, I want to help people be better at games too. So yep. like that's, I, I love games because I love the competitive nature of it and because they're fun. So it's like, I don't want to just go out there and play bad too. So if like there's people out there that that want to actually get better at something and like we want to go be competitive doing something, I'm really into that too. Yeah, so no, I agree. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna Hanzo shame just a little bit, but <laughs> I promise I'll be nice about it. Terrible. <laughs> All right, uh, it is now time for a very brief segment of news. There you go.
Or is it? Uh, maybe. It's kind of like just it's, what's it's, happening. It's news-like things. Yeah. yeah. I like it. it. It works. But obviously, in, in recent news, Christmas happened. Yeah, I had Christmas. Or whatever holiday yeah, Christmas, we all celebrate. Christmas or a holiday like it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but... Did we get some fun games? I actually did not. <laughs> no games. Not I got, a single game. I did not game. get a single game. That's um, crazy. I didn't really either. Yeah, my, but, I got my kid Mario Kart. Yeah. Um, so we can now play Mario Kart on the Switch. He was very excited about that. I also got my kid, um, uh, shoot, what's it called? Vive Pass, I think is what it's called. It's a, it's kind of a cool service if you have um, a Vive or an Oculus Rift. Um, the Oculus won't work with all of them, but it's, I think, $6 a month or $7 a month, and you get to effectively rent um, six games um, from the Vive store um, and play them all month, and then you just you give them back at the end of the month and you get to try six new games. And so for a system that is, there are very few like full leg giant big games. And there's a lot of fun two hour experience games that you might not want to pay $15 for. This is a a really cool way to uh, try out games to see, Hey, would I want to pay 20 bucks for this? Because yeah, it is, you know, 20 hours long or, you know, can I beat it in a month or, you know, were there six you know, one or two hour long experiences that I really want to try. Like, I mean, like I see like Everest VR and I'm like, I don't want to pay for that, but I think it might be really fun to climb around a mountain in VR for a couple hours. Oh, yeah. So, uh, we'll do that. I did get a, uh, it's not a video game, but it is video game related. I, uh, got, um, an Elgato, uh, stream deck, which is like a, a little switcher that you can use when you're live streaming to Twitch or Mixer or whatever. Um, we'll probably actually use it during our stream here where you can actually use it to switch scenes between different cameras and you can, you know, do the the zany, you know, hey, here's an animated GIF that plays over your stream yeah. or, uh, you know, funny sound effect and, and that kind of stuff. You can do a, a really a lot of cool stream control with it and it's programmable and it's it's very fancy. So excited about trying that out a little bit. Um, but yeah, Christmas for me was pretty... Pretty low key this year from a gaming perspective. I got yeah. a lot of great stuff, but uh, I know I used to love like Christmas evening. Used to be plug in my brand new Xbox or whatever yeah. it was and just play. But, I think you know honestly, it's it's one of those things that you think of that back in the day, like when we were kids. You know, I get now what four or five. I mean, well, between kind of the like three things I do, I probably get somewhere between like eight and 12 free games every single month um, between, you know, Xbox and PlayStation and my humble bundle monthly and all that stuff. Um, And so I have a wealth of games to play at any time, but man, when we were kids, you got, I mean, when I got my, my Nintendo, I got Mario with duck hunt and Contra and a game called iron tank. And those were like the three games I had four months, you know, unless you went, you know, you got lucky and my, my parents would take me to, uh, we didn't have a we didn't have a blockbuster, but we had a place called Good Time Video. Oh yeah, um, <laughs> which is now a check cashing place, but whatever. Close um, enough. Yeah, and we'd go up and you know you'd you'd get to pick that Nintendo game that you got to take home for three days. You know you'd run it on a Friday and return it Sunday night, and you know that was great. But uh, you know it wasn't like I had a million video games. Like I you know I mean like I said I've said I probably have well over a thousand games now that I could play at any time. So yeah. you know it's it's not quite the same. I think when you get a game now because yeah right you, know. you don't know when you're actually gonna play it uh-huh. um yeah that kind of reminds me like thinking back to like the n64 days too like 
I don't remember getting a lot of new games no. for it. Like occasion, like very occasionally. But I mean, I was also really young too. So well, I think I don't think that games. I mean, it was just a different thing too. Like I don't think games went on sale like they do now. Right. You know. Um, I mean, That's maybe a, they did. Maybe I just wasn't aware of it. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I don't think I really got that many new games until, or like, I mean, new as in like fresh out of the bucket, or even like yeah. a new game to play. But I, at some point, because we lived, I mean, we lived in a small town, right? And I I obviously was not old enough to yeah. go drive to the store or anything because I was probably I mean um, got us elementary school yeah so uh, at some point we discovered used games though at, whether it was at the blockbuster yep. or we had a store video update for a while I can't I remember renting games there a lot but I think I don't know if we ever purchased or maybe finally when we went out and ventured out into a GameStop or something yeah. that opened up in Bonnie Lake which was. 20 minutes away but like we found used games like i can get all these n64 games for like a couple bucks this yeah. is cool i remember like i remember stocking up at that like because i mean my mom was into it because it's like we could get like i could get all these new games and yeah. we weren't paying like full price for them yeah. and that was probably i mean that was way late like after i mean probably the ps2 was already even out at that point but you I, know who like, knows, if you don't know it, it like it didn't really matter. matter to me because i i i played army men's Sarge's heroes a lot yeah. like over the years like that game's still cool to me like, i mean i think it's the thing is, is how many garbage games you played because well that was the game you had yeah you but know? yeah it didn't matter like yeah. it's still fun so yep. yeah that, i just kind of had to it's go good. back in time good, there man. for a second it's real but, good um, yeah, I didn't get a lot of games either, but I did take advantage of some of the sales that are going on, which is usually kind of, I think, yeah. what this is more I've nowadays. I've a couple little, little, yeah. little Steam sale things. Not a ton. Like, I'm trying, I'm trying to be good. I'm trying so hard to be good. Right. Like, I picked but, and choose. I spent $20 on Steam, I think, and I spent $25. Or $25 on Steam and $25 on Xbox. Yeah, I'm not sure I've... I haven't bought a lot, but I bought a little bit. Yeah. It's okay. Dylan bought me uh, Tooth and Tail, though. I'm yeah. super excited about that. that so you got Christmas one present. game for I got Christmas. one game. I'm um, re- and I've not played it yet, but I'm really, really excited yeah, to. I haven't played it yet. I did buy that. Bought for it for my, yourself. Yeah, yeah, so I bought that Don't Starve and Elder Scrolls Online on the Steam sale. And that was like $25. <laughs> or Yeah, I think it was 25 or $35. Sure. And yeah. then on Xbox, I used a gift card. Which essentially is what you gave me for. <laughs> so there you go. Maybe Cliff bought me Cuphead and The Evil Within Very for nice. uh, Christmas. So um, we just exchanged video games. Yeah, that's all right. Um, it's so, kind of how Christmas is as an adult. You just give people other things and they give you other things. Yeah. Everybody At wins. some point, I just kind of wish we would just like, hey, everyone, just go buy yourself something nice. Just go, for everyone Christmas. should go buy yourself a video game. Yeah, go buy yourself something nice for Christmas. Yeah. To, to tell them that I told you to do it. Yeah. Um, but I'm really excited to try Cuphead finally. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I'll. I don't. I don't know how hard it really is. I'm excited. Adam said it's pretty hard. Everyone else says it's pretty hard. I'm excited though. Like it's so cool. Like I can't. I can't not play that game for much longer. Yeah. So I'm gonna try that, and yep. it's play anywhere too. So I can try it on the computer and the Xbox. So I was pretty excited about that because I haven't tried any game like that yet. Yeah, it'll be. It'll the, be I, I'll be interested to hear what you, what you have yeah, to say about that. Um, and then I've heard a lot of good things about Evil Within lately, and I yeah, wanted to same. play a survival horror game. And the, now that the second one's out, I figured, okay, I could get the first one for six dollars and play through that. And if I like it, by the time I'm done, the other yeah, one will probably be, be yeah. like twenty dollars too. Kind of how so it goes. That's kind of my plan here. Good moving plan. forward, it's a real good plan. I like it. So. Um, uh, you want to talk a little bit about Fortnite? Yeah. So I just kind of put this in here because Cliff was explaining to me his experience with Fortnite Battle Royale 
uh, specifically. And I just had some interesting questions because he he had a lot of fun playing it um, these past few weeks or however however much time yeah, you I've play been it. it for you like play two it, or three weeks. You probably, seem to play. I see you on there playing yeah. it every couple nights or whatever. But it's just an interesting game, and it's interesting because. Um, you know, it came out and everyone was like, it's just PUBG. It's exactly the same thing as PUBG. But and it's not. It's really not. Like, you know, <laughs> like I at all. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's apples and oranges, but it's like, I don't know, like apples and pears. Like, yeah. it's something similar to an apple. It's a but fruit. It's, it's a fruit. It's a game. Yeah, and it's kind of crispy. Um, yeah. I mean, but there's it's not a, exactly an apple. There's a plain or plain like thing there's that a flies over a map right that now, you parachute out of. And right that's now it's kinda, Christmas time, so it's actually a bus being held aloft by a giant Santa balloon, which is pretty awesome. That's pretty cool. Um, and then you parachute down to a map, and there is a hundred of you. And that's kind of where, kinda where it end. stops, other than you're trying to your goal is the same. Yeah. Um, but it's it's interesting because it just plays different. And, and like the big difference is, is like, PUBG is very strategic. PUBG is a, I need to land and get my weapons, and then, depending on where the circle is, I need to either find somewhere that's safe to hide. Like, to me, both of the games are a lot about hiding. Like, it's it's where can I, you know, because when you're in the open, that's when you get shot. Um, whereas in, you know, it, or, oh my gosh, I need to run really fast to where the circle is. Um but the the crazy thing about Fortnite, and it's it's that thing that you don't think about very often because if you if you come from PUBG and start playing Fortnite, you're you're kind of at a disadvantage um, because you don't think about things like the other day I was I was I was down to the last two so it was you know my team versus another team and all my teammates were dead so it was me versus a couple other guys and they were at the top of a hill and I was hiding at the kind of the base of the hill and neither of us could see each other we couldn't shoot each other. And we were really just waiting for the final circle to pop down. And, you know, there was like a 50-50, maybe a, probably a 50-50 chance that one of us was going to end up in the circle. And it pops down, and they were the ones that ended up in the circle. And I'm like, crap. So now I've got to figure out a way to get to them without getting killed. And they'd actually built, because because it's Fortnite, you can actually build things, like, just in, you can in the, the so base I didn't game. really realize that. Yeah, they built this first. huge, like, 200-foot-tall staircase that went from the ground all the way up to this super high point. And so they had this huge height advantage, but I'm like, okay, that's fine. I'm going to get, I'm going to get behind this tree and I'm in the circle now and I'll just wait them out. You know, we'll, you know, one of us is going to have to come down. Yeah. They, they may have to come down. I'm not going to, I'm not going up after them. So they're going to have to figure out a way to come down and get me out. And the odds of me winning one on three are uh, effectively zero. I'm not 33% or less. No, it's like (laughs) 3% or 0.3% or less. I'm a terrible shot. Um, So the odds of me killing, like maybe they'll fall off this height and kill themselves. Like that's what I was hoping for. Um, so I'm hiding behind this tree, and all of a sudden a rocket hits, and I'm like, you can't kill me with a rocket. Like, there's this huge tree. Like, the splash damage is not going to kill me. And then they shot another one, and the tree exploded. And you just don't think about how destructible the environments are in that game. Um, and so all of a sudden, I'm there out in the open. There's no tree anymore, and bullets from this giant mountain rain upon me, and I lost. But I did take seconds, so I was, I was okay with that. Yeah. But that's not an experience that – I mean, it's an experience that happens to me quite a bit. Um I was I was in cover and I started shooting at a guy and all of a sudden the dude just put up a wall. I'm like, you can't do that. And obviously you could. The answer is yes, you can. And so now I'm like, I'm in cover. He's in cover. I'm like, what do I do? Like, do I, you know, I can try and shoot down his cover 
which would work, but then I waste a ton of bullets shooting down this giant wooden wall, essentially. Right. Um, I can try and go, you know, he's wounded. I shot him. I can try and go, you know, get him out from behind it. But then the odds of now, now I'm out of cover and he's in cover. Or we can just kind of call it a draw. And that's that's literally what happened. Like, we waited and he waited. And all of a sudden I saw him take off, off from behind his cover. And he was too far away for me to shoot him with the SMG I had. And so I'm like... Well, that's that's novel. Like that's something that doesn't happen in that. And then, uh, probably in the same play session, I was inside a house, and someone came through a door, and I actually managed to kill them, which is kind of rare. <clears throat> but you know, doing so, I created a lot of noise, and uh, I could hear someone walking outside. And so, I, like a good PUBG player, positioned myself, you know, kind of in a corner with a good sight of the door, and I'm, you know, I'm waiting. I'm like, they're going to come around that corner. I'm just going to blast them with my shotgun. And instead, they used their pickaxe to break through the wall and kill me. And you just don't, you can't, you can't approach them in the same way. They're, they're very, very, very different games. And if you don't, if you don't approach Fortnite as a game where building things is going to be part of your strategy, you're probably not going to be terribly good at it. It's uh, it's a game where applying the same strategies you knew in PUBG are not going to necessarily translate over to Fortnite. And I mean, in addition to that, Fortnite is a way cartoonier, way... It's just a different game. Um, but I play both of them quite a bit, and I switch back and forth between both of them quite a bit, and I don't necessarily find one superior to the other because it would be like, I don't know... Um, I'm trying to think of two other games. I mean, it's like, say, and maybe this isn't a better thing, but comparing like Diablo and um, uh, Torchlight, like they're both, I mean, <laughs> Diablo clones and that one's Diablo and the other one's a clone of Diablo made by Diablo developers, but they have a different tone. They have a different way of playing. They have a different, I mean, everything about those two games, even though they're both Diablo likes are very, very different. And that's kind of what this is, is one is definitely a clone of PUBG, but it's different enough that, that they're very different games. So I, mm-hmm. but I like both of them. So, you know, Fortnite's free though. So that, that is one advantage. If you want to play a free battle Royale game, uh, you can go download it right now on PC, I think PC, but definitely uh PlayStation and Xbox. So, yeah. It's something I, I might try again because I, I did try it and I didn't really have any of that in mind because I'd never played it before, really. And it's kind of this this new thing and um, it's supposed to be a battle royale and I really like PUBG. So it, I didn't really enjoy it and it felt arcadey yeah. because it, it's, very, it it's, it's a very, very arcadey, arcade-y yeah. game. But um, I think knowing that there's this building mechanic that I didn't even really think about when I was playing yeah. the game because I was more concerned about dropping down and getting a weapon and shooting people and surviving so like that's a it's a whole different game that i didn't really realize was there so that might be something worth checking out but i mean this also makes me kind of wonder though is um people are really enjoying this this mode is this doing something good for Fortnite? are people buying this game now the answer is probably yes like but like does it does it make you interested in actually playing Fortnite or is the grind still for me? I just don't like We talked about this. I don't, I don't want to support the, the idea that, Hey, we can, we can put a game into beta and make you pay to play it and then releases it a free to play. Like, I don't like that. 
business idea. So I don't, I don't particularly want to care to buy into that. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I, I, I kind of wonder if it even matters because they do have microtransactions that game. Um, they're all cosmetic. Yeah. Um, and so maybe they don't care if people are buying Fortnite as long as they're buying the yeah. uh, They the found something too. else that's so. better than the game that they already made yeah. and it's free to play and they're making money off of it the way they planned their game to do yeah. down the know. road. It's it's this is like the it's the weirdest. I wish I could see like their roadmap for how this worked or if it was literally you know, they're like, Oh man, that PUBG thing's working really well. Let's we do should that. do one of those too. But I, I mean that. That was totally it. I just can't imagine that you could put out a game. Because, I mean, Fortnite's pretty polished. Like, it plays well. It right. looks great. The map's pretty fun. You know, I have a hard time believing that you could see PUBG. I mean, obviously, they've known about PUBG for a while because they use the same engine. And Epic licensed that right. engine to um, Bluesoft or whatever it is that makes PUBG. Um, so, I mean, obviously, they knew what was going on. But, I mean, it's hard to imagine that you could almost beat them to market. Um, right. I mean, but I guess, you know, they have probably more resources. They probably have more resources. And I guess maybe they already had kind of the engine. I mean, in Fortnite, the, you know, zombie defense game has been in development since like 2012. So maybe it was pretty easy to just yeah. kind of make a map and make a map, put a but bunch of players on it. It feels, it feels very yeah. well done. It feels professional. It feels AAA. So. I don't know. Yeah, it's interesting. It's I really, really interesting. I really, 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 really wish you could go prone, though. It drives me nuts that you can't go prone. It's, a, yeah. it's not a deal killer, but man, I wish they'd fix that. Yeah. So. Anyway, would you like to uh, like to do some questions? Yeah, I guess it's question time. Question time. We got a bunch of them. First one is from Vinny. Hey, yo. That was pretty low key. Hey, yo, Vinny. I haven't had all my muffin yet. Man, it's the last hey, one. I, I haven't even opened my muffin yet. You got to eat your muffin. Yeah. Vinny says, eat your muffin. <laughs> last, week of, well, last week of the year, we can do a low-key Vinny. It's all right. Adam's not here. Adam's not here. Yeah, it's all There's right. There's only two-thirds of the enthusiasm in the room. <laughs> he really does kind of drive this. Yeah. He's a good man. All right. So uh, first question is from Vinny, and his question is, Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays to you all. That's not a question, actually. Uh, what games will you be super excited for coming out this new year, and what games do you intend on playing from now until then? Uh, the first part of the question is, wait for episode 59. Uh, that's going to be next week, and I believe that is going to be our what games are we excited about in 2018 episode. Uh, we were going to do it this time and then adam's like no i really want to be involved with that so that's a tease he's actually coming in (laughs) off vacation because he's taking like a week and a half off uh to record so we'll uh we'll have him on next week and we'll answer that question uh but to answer your second part of the question what game do you intend on playing from now until then i'm gonna keep playing don't starve good choice i think but i definitely need to get back to playing PUBG with everybody because it is out now because i feel bad that i'm not playing it um but other than that, I do want to play The Evil Within because I've kind of been itching for a survival horror game. Sure. So those those are kind of my next in line games. I was really excited about finally buying it, yeah. which is silly because it's six dollars, and <laughs> you shouldn't get that excited about buying things for six dollars. But I at can't... the same time, I bought like Don't Starve for twelve dollars for the whole bundle, and I'm like super pumped about it. I so. think the funny thing is 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 I like I enjoy buying a sixty dollar game that comes out and being a big part of that like conversation like star wars has been fun because i you know it's out now it's current people are talking about it um but i mean i bought a bunch of games for my birthday which was over a month ago that i've not really played at all yet um and i kind of have a history like i did that same thing last year where i bought uh civilization six for my birthday last year i've never even started it Mm -hmm. um i bought planet coaster which i've played maybe an hour of um 
I think there's something to be said for picking up a game on a great sale for eight bucks that you've been wanting to play for two years (laughs) and just like the anticipations built up around that game. You're like, let's do it. And if it's good, if it meets those expectations of two years, you know, that can be a great game, too. And and sometimes I play those more than I do, uh, you know, other things. It just kind of depends what you're in the mood for. So I think this year uh, for the rest of this year, I've got got like one of their three or four days. I would like to finish Night in the Woods. I don't know if that'll happen. It's like an eight-hour game. Um, I don't know if I'm going to be playing it. Like, I, I don't. I I love that game. I kind of almost want to savor it. Like, I don't want to like do just a hard push to finish that. So, I think I'm going to. Uh, I'm going to do some Night in the Woods, and then I'm. I think I might go back actually to The Witcher Three. I kind of want to knock that. That was that was. Someone said, "What game? You know, was I playing?" That was a question I think last week or the week before. Uh, what game are you currently in the middle of that you're going to finish in 2018? And mine was The Witcher. So it'd be nice to get, uh, get you know, kind of start the year off with a bang, get The Witcher out of the way, you know, maybe in the first couple weeks of, of January, get Night in the Woods finished. Um, and then I think I'm going to go into Wolfenstein next. Like, I uh, I finished the uh, the New Order and was just, like, that game was good. But I kind of didn't want to go right into another first-person shooter because I was worried that I might start out with, like, oh, yeah, I want to do this. Yeah, and then kind of go, like, ugh, I'm not back in first-person shooterville. So uh, maybe uh, maybe I'll, I'll start that after. And, and one, I guess one other thing that uh, was really kind of one of my, my Christmas uh, or my New Year's resolutions, I want to stream more this year. I want to get back into doing that. I've got all the stuff, although I think I found out my microphone's broken this morning, so I've got most of the stuff, but I've got all this cool gear that I keep buying for streaming, and I don't stream very much, so so hopefully I can stream some Night in the Woods, maybe stream some of The Witcher. The Witcher's got some, like, naked parts in it that seem like it'd be real awkward when I'm streaming. I'm like, okay, so uh, guess gonna we're just going to watch uh, Geralt and that chick do it. Um, Back this to is, you, Tom. This is real weird. <laughs> Anyway, uh, although maybe uh, Wolfenstein made too. The first one did. So I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, maybe I'll just get some black bars that I can play with. We'll <laughs> see. Uh, so I think that's what I'm going to be playing. I love it. I love it, too. All right. Next question from Cody. Uh, how about if you could change the ending of any game ever, what would you change it to and why? Uh, preferably a story-driven game you otherwise enjoyed except for a lackluster ending. I've got one right now. Are you ready? Yes. Okay, so for, say, the next two or three minutes, I'm going to spoil the ending of um, uh, Red Dead. Um, So I guess if if you haven't played Red Dead, which I think came out in 2011, 2012, um, I don't know, pause this game, go buy it, spend 40 hours playing it, and then come back to the podcast. We're here to the strict you can spell anything in the last generation rule. Uh, Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, Red Dead is an absolutely phenomenal game. I'm super excited about the first one, and I completely understand why it ended like it did. And so what the way it ends is John Marston? 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 I don't know. Is there an H? Johnny M. um, Johnny M. Gets... You know, he's 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 stopped his life as a outlaw and has a nice farm with his wife and kid and everything's great. And his old gang, I want to say, tracks him down. Mm -hmm. And um, there is a shootout at the end that you actively have to participate in, like you are controlling him as he does it. And it's like one versus 10 or 11 and there's just no way to win and so that game die that game ends with the character that you've been playing for 40 hours dying and there's not a damn thing you can do about it and i understand why the game ended that way i really do and i just 
hated it. It was so, so disappointing to me to play as a character that long and then have them die in a very, very senseless way after their life had turned around. You know, it was like it it almost invalidated the 40 hours you spent trying to redeem this character. You did it and he still died. There's nothing you can do about it. And I, like I said, I know why they did it. I know. You know, I don't think there's I, I can't say that there's a better way to make that happen. I don't know if he could have. I don't know if the ending would have been better if they just said like, and he lived as a farmer for the rest of his days, you know, happily ever after. I don't know if that would have been a better ending. Right. But it, damn it. Like that game ended. And I was just like, really? Really? Like I put all this time into that ending. And there's a lot of people that disagree with me. My brother yeah. will argue with me until the day we both die that that was the right way to end it. But man, it pissed me off it made me sad and i just i don't want it to end that way but i don't know how to end it better so right i was kind of thinking the same thing because yeah it is it's a very sad ending because you do love the character right yeah um but yeah i don't know how you end it otherwise but sometimes you do have to give the audience what they want so it's it's really hard i mean rambo look at rambo (sighs) the original ending of rambo he died he killed himself yep but they wouldn't. They had to change it because tell you, that man, just like, wouldn't test well with audiences. If you have not seen Rambo, like the first one, it's so good. It's so good. It's probably the best anti-war movie ever yeah, made, and it it's, is absolutely spectacular. Like, it's great. Two and three, and whatever that fourth one was, just Rambo are terrific like action, action movies. Action movies. <laughs> but the the first Rambo movie is, is is a solid movie. Absolutely amazing. I actually put that up there on my like a top movies oh, list. Oh yeah, just because 100% I, I think agreed. It, hey, it's a great movie. So nothing but, about video games, although there um, was a Rambo video game. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, watch that. Um, the arcade my, one, or was there a different one? There's a couple of them. Yeah, yeah, there's a home one too. My kid actually just hit me up on Messenger and said that he hates EA, and uh, and I said why? He says, "Have you beat Star Wars Battlefront 2? And I said, "Yeah." He's like, "I'm like play the DLC." He's like, "I just." I played that one too. Like, yeah, that ends kind of sad too, doesn't it? So my kid might want a different ending for Battlefront <laughs> 2. Does not necessarily end in the happiest of ways. Yeah. That's I don't think that's a spoiler, but no. That that game but, is that game's sad. I mean life's not always happy. That it's is not true. always puppies and rainbows. You know, and the funny thing is like Firewatch, like I was great with the way Firewatch ended, and that's a damn sad ending. Right. So yeah. But I think it it left a little bit more up to yeah, yeah. than someone some something as final as yeah, no one, no one in Firewatch ended up dead. So I guess here, let me answer this question. Like, I would have liked to change the ending in Red Dead by not having you play that last sequence. Maybe if it had been uh, like an FMB, I think when you create a sequence in a game that you're playing, you're implying that you can you change can it. do this. I played and, it twice trying to see if there was a way I could do it, and you just can't. right. So I and I think there's a certain cinematic element that you might have been able to put in there that could have altered how people like cliff who are very upset at this ending they might have found a little bit more catharsis in it because it was painted a certain way instead of having this crazy firefight that you're not gonna win and then your character dies i'll be honest i'm kind of against that as a gameplay mechanic anyway the the you have to play this but you can't beat this boss anyway like the purpose of this fight is for that boss to beat you right um, i don't i don't like that gameplay mechanic in yeah. general so like I, yeah as long as you as long as you're not dying in the end like if you 
Like if you force the boss to retreat or something, or maybe you have to retreat, or I think it has to be very obvious that that's happening, though. So, but yeah, I think I would just, I would change the ending to, to a, much like Cliff, I would change the ending, but I wouldn't necessarily have him live. I would just change the, the final sequence. It's just a bummer. Um, anyway, we're back. We have now spoiled Red Dead Redemption. Um, I'm super excited to play that game next year. That's probably to- that's probably to answer your question, Vinny. That's the top of my list next year. Right. Uh, next question is from our uh, good friend Vicky, who uh, you all know and love. Uh, she is currently out of town. If she was if she was in town, she would be here with us today. But she is at home um, playing in more snow than we have here. She asked us if we know how to do snow angels. I said I'm not dumb enough to lay down in the snow. That's how you die. <laughs> I definitely snowball fighted all the the nephews and cousins, and I won. Good show. Because <laughs> I need to teach them that you don't start snowball fights because you're going to lose. <laughs> anyway, Vicky's question is: What is the best video game soundtrack? I have answered this question 1.8 yeah. million times. The answer is Abzu. Yeah. Um, past that, I, every other video game soundtrack that Austin Winter has worked on, um, past that, I like the Doom soundtrack a lot. I love the Doom soundtrack. Um, the uh, Horizon Zero Dawn soundtrack is very good. Um, the one that people seem to really like this year was actually near Automata. Um, which I did not care for at all, no. um, but you know, neither here nor there. What about you, Dylan? What's your What's your um, favorite? I definitely love Doom. Um, it's so good. But uh, if you like metal, like Doom is yeah, just for sure. Good. And you that's to, that's why that's I why have to I, be. Man, Doom's a great soundtrack. But man, do I have to be in a mood for that yeah, soundtrack? And that's why I love it because I'm I'm a metal guy, so like I love that kind of music. So to have that music in a game and it it makes sense. Um, sometimes you have a sequence where you get kind of a metal song yeah. but not like full bore metal for the whole yeah, yeah. game the and that's just, so that's just that's so cool good stuff um but i i do like i mean i do love the other stuff too yeah. um but uh and then soundtracks that aren't necessarily composed by sure. people like i love i mean the grand theft Auto games do a great way yep. of capturing certain eras yep. specifically vice city and uh san andreas i really liked too because it kind of had the 90s rock music in there and it, it just i mean as silly they used uh jane's addiction mountain song as they're doing it in the trailer when you're coming like coming down the mountain is the yeah. line and then you see the i mean the big trucks barreling down san andreas and in the in the mount chiliad or whatever it's called um so i mean those vibes are created so simply like i mean music is used in games and movies like that it can be used to such an effect like such an effect yeah, to yeah. create those moments. What's so. your favorite movie soundtrack? I mean, this goes to Quentin Tarantino. Like he always p- does so good with, um, again, it's like it's songs. It's not yeah. necessarily, I mean, someone composing this uh, music, but, um, like Pulp Fiction and yeah. Reservoir Dogs are both great. But from there, I really enjoy Cliff Martinez, what he does with, uh, like, uh, Drive sure. and uh, Only God Forgives. That sure. soundtrack's great, too. Um, Neon Demon was cool. Like, all those recent uh, Nicholas Winding Ruffin movies. So It's good. I really liked the uh, Force Gump soundtrack. Yeah. Uh, I just watched thing. that the other day. And it's good. Like, it, it that's up. good, okay. too. Like, yeah. Uh, it's, and it's the same thing, real music, but real right. music used really, the, the scene where in Forrest Gump where they are landing in Vietnam to uh, mm-hmm. Fortunate Son by CCR is just yeah, good. Yeah, that kind yeah. Of, that was, I 
because I I hadn't seen Forrest Gump for a long yeah, time. Yeah, I haven't seen it in 15 just years. Just watched it, and yeah. that that's probably the moment that stuck out to me yeah. the most. Was I don't that. remember where they use it in the movie, but they they use uh, "All in the Watchtower" by Jimi Hendrix. In yeah, there, so that's real good. Yeah, that's a great. That game is that song is not on the soundtrack though. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. The, the time the uh, Hendrix family was in litigation with uh, oh. uh, whatever record label owned all of Jimi Hendrix's music, so. Anyway, good good question, Vicky. Uh, we hope to see you back, uh, I guess, Monday, Tuesday. 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 Uh, Joe asks, is it possible to play through a game on mute? Uh, sound design is so important for the atmosphere of games. What would be a game that you would be able to play on mute? Uh, an easy cop-out would be arcade games because arcades are so damn loud. <laughs> um, I actually play... Um, a lot of games, not on mute necessarily, but when I'm playing with my uh, brother on Saturday and Sunday mornings, um, when instead of using uh, like a party uh, chat, like through Xbox or, or PlayStation, uh, we often talk on the phone um, because he's got a, a very young daughter. And so she sees uh, cables hanging from headphones and attaching to controllers as something to grab. Yeah. And uh, so often I'll call him on my phone and I'm listening on a, you know, headset and, and on my end, but he actually just has it on speakerphone. Um, and so I actually play a lot of games without sound because I'm, we're playing early enough that my family's asleep still. So uh, I've, I've played a lot of uh, Destiny without music uh, or sound. I've played a lot of Grand Theft Auto without that. Um, pretty much any game we play, there's a good odds I've played about half that game uh, without it. It is definitely not the right way to play video games. Um, I mean, not only am I a huge lover of video game music, but these days, like, positional audio is so important. Um, like, I don't think you could play PUBG without sound. Yeah, um, that would be Really, really, hard. really hard. Um, so like, is it possible to do it? Yeah, sure. Would you want to? No. Video game yeah. sound design and music is awesome. I mean, so. what comes to mind is like sports games, sports games. You don't need sound for really. That's true. Um, rocket league, you'll probably get away with just cranking music and driving around, kicking a soccer ball. If you're going to yeah, play except competitive, for the, except for the kickoff. Yeah. Right. Um, but, and I actually do that sometimes. Um, you know, the funny thing is, is the way I used to play, uh, like back in the like OG Xbox days where you could actually load music onto your Xbox and then use that as your soundtrack. I used to play um, Tony Hawk um, right. in a game called Amped. It was a snowboard game with my own soundtrack. I was super – like at that time I was super into punk music and so I'd listen to like these like big punk no effects and bad religion and you know stuff soundtracks um, while playing those games. And they, they fit perfectly within the aesthetic of those games as right. well. So yeah. Um, you can do that now with Xbox and Spotify, but I don't know. Most games, I tried doing it with Grand Theft Auto because I think Grand Theft Auto has got a great soundtrack, but it gets real repetitive. Right. Because um, you only you have your stations that you listen to yeah. and then you hear, hear the whole station. And it was so. kind of like what Grand Theft Auto needs is like a Spotify station because I, you know, during the cutscenes, I don't want my music to be playing in the back and there's no way to not have that. So right. I do it with, I do do it with, uh, with Rocket League every once in a while um, because you can still hear, like I turn their music all the way down, leave my music on, but then leave their sound effects on. So that works. But, uh, but yeah, I don't think it's something I want to do very often. I mean, how cool would that be if like Grand Theft Auto actually like programmed Spotify or Pandora? In the, so they had their, I mean, they had their imaging between, but like they'd pull from a larger library yeah. of songs. Well, I got that, a Spotify Pro account. Like, like that'd be so. There's no cool. reason that shouldn't work. Like yeah, Rockstar team up with Spotify. I don't think anyone's modded that into the PC version of GTA. Yeah. Like that seems like something that would work. That'd be fun. That'd be real cool. All right, uh, next question from my good friend Hans. Uh, 
he, uh, his wife uh, blindsided him with a switch for Christmas. And this is actually a question we have gotten quite a few times. Uh, he says he hopes the Christmas season was awesome for everyone. What does he need for his switch? Um, and outside of a bunch of game recommendations that we gave him, um, my recommendation is, is you should always get a pro controller. Yeah, pro the, controller. It's great. It's awesome. Um, and you're going to want it when you play like Mario. And almost anything. And uh, the second thing I always recommend is that you get a screen protector um, because they're super, super cheap. Like I got the anchor ones, um, which are amazing, and they're like $10. Yeah. Um, and they are literally almost unnoticeable on the yeah, screen. I love um, it. They're, they're actually made of glass, and so they're very, very clear. They don't really bubble. They're super easy to put on as long as you're careful. Um, and so, you know, I would I would get one of those, and then I would also get a case for it because you are definitely going to want to uh, take it places. Um, and then you should also buy SteamWorld Dig 2. Yeah, SteamWorld Dig 2. <laughs> Is there anything um, else that, that you think? He was asking about uh, getting uh, a second set of Joy-Cons. Yeah, um, I do have two sets of Joy-Cons. Um, I have used them a little bit. Do you have the charging controller? I don't have the charging controller. I was I was interested to to get that, but yeah, um, it's like twenty bucks extra, I guess. Yeah, so I think I I'd like to have the dock that you can put like four Joy-Cons yeah. on. Like that seems cooler than the charging controller. Um, I would I, also say a second base. Um, especially now that you can get them get a, for a third party. Yeah, one. Like, yeah, a couple bunch of people make them now actually, and they're in the like thirty five to forty dollar range instead of eighty dollars for the Nintendo one. Yeah. Um, especially if I mean if you only have one TV, maybe that's not a big deal. But, right. Uh, well, I also like the idea because I also have the I have two cases. I have one case that just fits the Switch and the handheld with the Joy Cons and oh, some sure. games stuff, and then I got the uh, the big case that. Fits the switch, the dock, and everything. Oh, really? In. Oh, that's um, cool. Yeah, I got it. was like on sale at Target or something. I was like, I'm gonna get that. Oh, that's cool. But like I'd like to just have a dock in that. Yeah. So I yeah. have my dock on my TV, and then I have a dock your second, your, that I can take places because your go bag full. Yeah, because yeah. like, yeah, it's cool. You can play in tablet mode and you can set it, but like, I just want to go over to my buddy's house and we're gonna plug into the TV. Like, yeah. have that option as well. I would also say if you are a iOS based family, you should buy yourself an extra um, USB C cable. Mm-hmm. Uh, that too. Once you have one of those, that enables you to plug your Switch in handheld mode into any of the wall warts used for your cell phone. Yeah. Charge it that way. Battery pack. Lets you plug it into a battery pack. Lets you plug it into an airplane. Lets you plug it into a car charger. Um, Get a get a long one too. Um, yeah. Get a get a six foot one. Get a eight foot one. Um, that'll make your life significantly better. And like I picked mine up at Target for five bucks on vacation. So yeah. that that'll be good. Yep. And um, SteamWorld Dig Two. And SteamWorld Dig Two. <laughs> and Splatoon Two. And, and Mario and Zelda probably. Yeah, maybe I don't know. I wasn't. Smart. You know the games. The games yeah. are the, wanna... the easy part. Except there are kind of a lot of them now. So um, it is kind of hard to pick one. So I'm going to tell, uh, I'm going to say it's a joke. Uh, my brother put, posted this yesterday in our uh, in our Discord. And uh, this is, so Nintendo Executive One says, so I think in the new Zelda game, all weapons should eventually break. Like after a couple swings, their weapon will break, and then we'll have them manually switch to a new one. And uh, the Exec Two says, what if they just switch to the next one automatically? First Exec says, no, nah, no, nah, I think it'll be more fun if they had to do it themselves. The second Exec says, I, I, I guess, so like if the weapons break, I guess we should allow them to collect as many as they want. No, five. They can carry five. That's exactly my 
yeah. my feeling. Get Zelda. Uh, <laughs> Your weapons will break. Next question is from Chad. And I think this is actually a question for Dylan because I don't know that much about PUBG. <laughs> or uh, he, have he, eaten any chicken. I've <laughs> never eaten a chicken dinner. I got so close to getting a llama, though. Uh, strategies for PUBG, how to better your chances on getting that chicken. I, my my one strategy that I will say, and this is a mistake that I make almost every single time I play PUBG, is that you do not need to shoot at everyone you see. In fact, mm-hmm. you are almost always better off not shooting <laughs> at mm-hmm. everyone you see. Yep. Um, yeah, and I think... I think a lot of the strategies that I have will be applicable, but I do play mostly teams, so stuff might be a little bit different sure. when you're playing with a team or by yourself. But um, rule number one, don't engage always, like Cliff said. Like, that is um, the—I think that's the biggest thing that can change a fight is um, not fighting, watching a fight, um, choosing not to fight, these kind of things, like when to fight. Um, and sometimes being the aggressor is a good choice. So like if someone shoots at you, maybe retreat. Um, if you're being shot, that doesn't necessarily mean you should shoot back. Um, so it's like, like I'm a big believer is like, I mean, goes like, again, why I love games and the competitive nature is like when, when you play chess, you want to be the actor and not the reactor, right? You want people, once you have people starting to make decisions based on what you're doing, you're already winning. Yeah. That, that's my philosophy. So um, when, someone, when one team starts shooting you, why would you just shoot back? Because you don't know where the other three guys are. Yep. So, Especially I mean, in teams, man. See, that's, see that's exactly why I, I say don't, don't fight. Um, and um, kind of piggybacking on that is, Make decisions in the game, and this again is is teams, but these kind of things also apply. Is like make those decisions. Um, have somebody that's not afraid to make decisions for the team, also, and and like naturally, certain people play the game and are decision makers, and some people are very good at the game and are very good at shooting people, and those are great people to have on your team. So lead them and let them do that. Yep. Like, okay, let's fight they win the fight. Like me, I'm not the, I'm not the sharpshooter on my team. I'm the guy that it's not afraid to say, let's go here. Let's go here. Let's go here. Yep. Um, the strategies are important too. where to land, where to get a car, right. where to get guns. Where I, to- so, and, and landing, for example, um, obviously landing in the middle of the map is going to be more dense with people, but it's going to be closer to the circle. Finally, on average, because this, yeah. the more likely than not, the circle will be in the middle. It can be on the edge, but more likely it's going to be in I some if, like, area. Statistically, of that's true. That would be really interesting to run a bunch of. It'd be really interesting to like capture a bunch of games and see right. where the circle ends up more often. Yeah, than not. and I, I only say that because if you land dead center, the, all these circles that could happen are all coming out from the middle. So. If you're somewhere in the middle, you're just going to be closer yeah, makes to sense. a circle that's in the middle or a circle also that's might outside be dead. of you. You might be dead, too. I, however, don't necessarily prefer that. I prefer landing near the coast. Same. I yeah. like leaving one border where I know enemies will not be coming from. Yep. Um, so I'm not going to give my secret place away. I already have in previous episodes, but yeah. I'm not going to give it away. No. Um, but there is a, there are certain places where we like to drop when we have yeah. that opportunity. I will also um, say swimming is not always a bad idea. 
No. Yeah. Um, swimming's good. Boats swimming's, are good. Swimming's sometimes better than going across the bridge. Yeah. Um, I, I do love the boats too. Yeah. Like, um, boats are great because they help you kind of redeploy. Yeah. Um, yep. you're on one side of the map and you can go all the way around, like your South side, you can go all the way around North side. Yep. Like you can completely redeploy. Um, pay attention to where the plane flew. Sure. Which direction did it fly over the map? Because again, that tends to be the path of where players are. Yep. If you know the plane flew down south and you're up north and attacking from the north, now you know that who's behind you, that you're unlikely going to have anyone behind you. Sure. Um and again, these are just simple things where you just have one less area to pay attention to. Um so you can be focused on what's ahead of you. Um, those are kind of my big things. And, good. and those are, I mean, those are basic um, principles that don't really get into like any of the weapons and yeah. like use what works for you. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't think there's, I think the thing is, is like you can never predict what weapons you're going to get. So you're probably gonna have to be competent with most of them. Right. And, and always trying to hold out for a weapon. Like I've never found to be effective. Like, SMGs are great. Like yeah. the the UMP9, great. Obviously, like I want the M4 every time if I can. Having a sniper rifle is awesome. Having good scopes is awesome. But in reality, like to win, I don't think you really need to be that aggressive. I mean, that's the reality. Is a lot of people you can get a chicken dinner and never kill anyone. Right. Yeah, and I think I think I've been a part of one where we won, where we either killed one guy at the very end, or yeah. and. Uh, a lot of that is just patience. But, of course, like, people play this game for different reasons. Like, if yeah. you want to go get as many as many uh, kills in a game, like, do you. But that's not necessarily how you're going to win the game, just yeah. by outplaying people. Because it's unlikely that that's actually going to be the case, in my opinion. Yep. So, uh, I just found out that I have to leave for lunch in nine minutes. So, uh, I think we're going to hit Chad's question and then we're going to push Josh's to next week because it will still be delightfully relevant. But would you like to talk about Sean's question? He wants to hear more about the Hearthstone update. What are your best dungeon run strats? I know you've played a little bit of this, so have you played enough to have strats? Oh man, it's so hard. Like I still don't quite know who all the bad guys are and what they do. And when you get towards the end of the dungeon, they get very, very difficult. Like they start spewing out five, five monsters every turn and they start like burning cards or what, like whatever they're doing is, is challenging. So, um, having a lot of health can be, and and there's a few moments where you get to pick a new ability to, to buff yourself by either, starting with two cards at the beginning or doubling your health or um extra card draw or um I'm trying to remember what all of them are but having just a ton of health is helpful um because you're going to be able to get really powerful cards so just being able to to outlast um your opponent because um, you can get upwards of like 120 health at some point, where typically in a game of Hearthstone you'd have 30. So, um, but you are fighting very powerful enemies. But I was able to um, win a dungeon off of fatigue. So I, we both had our decks drawn out, 
And so every turn you draw a card, you would lose one health. And then the next turn, you can't draw a card, you lose two health. And the next turn, so it keeps stacking, right? And I just had enough health to out-fatigue um, my opponent in that case. Because sure. I, I was playing Warrior, which is I what I like playing, and that's the thing I beat the dungeon with first. Um, so I think I had a lot of taunt creatures. So I was just forcing them to attack my creatures that I had yeah. by and fatigued them out because I didn't have the aggressive capabilities of being able to clear his board and yeah. then actually do face damage to actually win the game that way. Sure. And I had to, to fatigue him out. So, um, other than that, I'm not. <laughs> I haven't had a lot of success yet. Sure. Um, Just keep playing. Yeah. Um, and I think that's the the crazy thing is it's it, there's so much randomness yeah. to it. That, that doesn't um, help. <laughs> like, you don't quite know what your ability So it's hard to build to something that you don't quite know how it's going to sure. end up. You can try um, to do things. Like, obviously getting... You're going to have a lot of opportunities to get cards down that you normally wouldn't in a game because you're, you'll have cards that say... Any minion that's more than five mana is five mana. So, like, that's awesome if you have a bunch of legendary creatures that are more than five mana because you're getting a lot of value now. So finding ways to synergize and, like, build decks that make sense, too. And I think that's a big strategy is, like, build a deck around taunt minions or build a deck around getting legendary minions out for cheaper. Like, because they, when you get to pick your three your new sets of cards, it's like Taunt Minions, Legendary, and Death Rattle, or whatever their little abilities are. So you get a small set of cards to add to your deck that do something. So synergizing those things is obviously going to be helpful, but I think being mindful of that as you're going um, and making sure that those things are working together, because I definitely made some just decks that didn't work Sure. um, in some cases, and um and i think in a lot of these games i'm not sure how often you can like play aggro like an aggro deck and try to like beat them quick in this mode uh later on like early sure but when you you're later on when they have these crazy abilities like i think you have to plan for the long game um so having decks that like building like a pyro pirate aggro deck I don't think is really going to work, even though that might be an option. Like, there might be a later game pirate deck that you can make, but generally that warrior-pirate combo is a early game aggressive, beat them in five turns or you lose, and I think that deck doesn't win a lot in Dungeon. I could be completely wrong, but I haven't necessarily tried to build it because that's my my thought behind it. Sure. So I try to play for the long game. And Makes sense. And knowing that I can, uh, I can last, and I can get good, strong things on the board because you're going to see some crazy stuff. So that's my thought so far. It's good. Something I need to play a little bit more, but I, uh, I, I, I keep meaning to try that too. Like I, I'm not yeah. super interested, but I, I, I want to be a little bit more conversant in Hearthstone. So maybe I'll give that a go. Uh, like I said, we got a question from Josh. It's actually a really good question. Um, I think Adam might actually like to weigh in on this as well. Um, so we're going to, I think, push that to next week just because, like I said, I got to go in four minutes now. Um, uh, real quick, though, we're going to finish out with uh, some cheap free games and a mobile game that Dylan's been impressed with. Uh, 
So both Games with Gold and uh, PlayStation Plus have been announced. Uh, Games with Gold are going to be for the Xbox One, The Incredible Adventures of Van Helsing 3 uh, from the 1st to the 31st. I have not played any of the Van Helsing games, have you? No, I didn't know there's three of them. Uh, yeah, I didn't either. <laughs> so there's that. And then a game called Zombie, uh, Z-O-M-B-I, uh, that's from January 16th to February 15th, which is, uh, I believe, the same thing as Zombie University that was on the Wii U. Um, and I've heard this game is very, very, very good. Um, so if that is your jam, check that out. I always like zombies. Uh, and then January 1st to the 15th for the 360 and backwards compatible will be Tomb Raider Underworld, which I've also not played, and uh, Army of Two uh, from the 16th to the 31st, which I have played, and it's, uh, <clears throat> I think the correct word is brotastic. Yes. Uh, <clears throat> it's a incredibly testosterone-driven cover-based shooter that is I, awesome. It's terrible and fantastic all at the same time um it's the kind of game where you will literally rip a car door off and use that for cover yeah or put a soda can on the front of your weapon like a silencer yeah it's ridiculous it was um, my brother and i played through it co-op it's great co-op um it's like playing an action movie so you know it's backwards compatible give that a go lots of fist bumps lots of fist bumps some of them very 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 inappropriate um, and then PlayStation Plus games were actually announced while we were recording. So perfect wow. timing, as they say. Uh, the PS4 is going to get the uh, Telltale Adventure, uh, blah, 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 blah. the Telltale Batman adventure games that came out last year. Uh, I heard they were actually pretty good, um, you know, getting like 75, 80s if you're into the kind of Telltale way of doing things but i heard it's a a very interesting take on batman so there's that and then you'll also get uh deus ex mankind divided which is uh the deus ex game that came out jeez i'm gonna say yeah it is the new one so i don't know if it came out last year i think 2016 yeah late last year um it was supposed to be really good it uh, didn't sell terribly well but if you're into that kind of deus ex sneaking through ac vents kind of uh stuff you might like that uh, <clears throat> you'll also get uh, PS4 owners uh, and Vita owners will get uh, Uncanny Valley and Psycho Pass, uh, Mandatory Happiness, neither of which I'm familiar with, but maybe they're good. Um, and then PS3 folks will get uh, Sacred 3, which uh, Sacred 3 I only played a little bit of, but the Sacred series overall is some of my very favorite uh, like Diablo clones. Uh, Sacred 2 was absolutely phenomenal. Um and uh, they will also get the Book of Unwritten Tales 2, which I have never heard of. But uh, those all come out uh, Tuesday, so the day after New Year's. So you'll be able to pick those up. Uh, apparently, there's also a bonus game called Starblood Arena, which is a uh, apparently an arena combat title from uh, Sony Interactive. So uh, it's uh, it requires PSVR. So... Uh, that will be uh, something for those of you that have PSVR. I'll be able to try out. Uh, finally, we're going to talk about uh, Dylan's new favorite mobile game. Yeah, so I, I took some time to play this Arena of Valor, which uh, last week we mentioned was the the like most played game in the world um, because it was never in North America, but it was over in China, and their population over there is quite large, I think. I've heard that. And a lot of people play this game, like twice as many as our most played game or something like crazy that. like a lot of people and it makes sense because everyone has phones and it's actually a pretty good game um 
and I I'm just impressed that you can really have a MOBA on a phone that's very much like League of Legends and it actually functions pretty well. It's crazy. Um I've watched him play it. It looks phenomenal. It's like it looks graphically really good. I mean, it's pretty much a straight clone of League of Legends. Like um like some of the characters look very similar. Obviously the graphics aren't quite as good as APC, but what do you expect on a phone and the screen's pretty small so you don't really care that much. Yeah. Um but it actually controls really well, which is kind of what I would be most concerned about is like how in the world do you how do you play that game on a phone? But you use your left thumb in the lower left corner and it's like a a virtual dr- joystick and you just move around crazy and then you have your three skill buttons on the other side and you're able to do your buffed attacks or your your skills or and then you're able to um hold down like your skill shots that aren't like auto targeted and you can hold that down and then press a direction and it shoots an arc out near your character so you know which direction it's going and it actually controls very well um and like little things like that make it easier than you would because you're obviously not playing on PC, so you don't have all the keys and the and the shortcuts to do everything. But for example, when you have enough gold to buy something, that the icon will pop up and you can purchase it. So like these little tips, like not tips, but little tricks to ease the, the just the user interface and the experience. Um, so it's not super complicated, which is nice. So you can basically set up the items that you wish to purchase throughout the game to create your full build because like the other MOBAs like League of Legends and things you can have like six items fully built or whatever it is um and it will suggest which item to build to start working through that build path right um and those pop up you tap them you buy the item so it's easy you don't have to go into like the purchase inventory and find things you can obviously do that if you need to make adjustments for what you're fighting against but i'm playing this on a phone so i'm (laughs) I'm not going to get that deep into this but it is fun to be able to play like a big game like this on a phone and it it works pretty well so i understand why that many people play it because it it's really well done i i have to say it is that's really cool like it's it's well done and it's on a phone so it makes sense that a lot of people play this because a lot of people play Dota and they play League of Legends and Smite did really well on the Xbox and PC too. Like people play that. Um, I played it a little bit and it works pretty well on the controller. So it's like, this is a a game that can kind of transcend just a a mouse and keyboard, which is is neat. So it's neat to be able to play that kind of game when you're not at your computer. So it's pretty fun. And games last, it suggests 12 to 18 minutes, which is nice because that's, a quarter of the time of a game of League of Legends. So you can kind of get your MOBA fix much quicker and play a couple rounds in, in a half hour or so. Um, so that's pretty cool. Very cool. Very cool. So that's uh, our little bit of small bites for uh, today. Uh, I think that kind of wraps up uh, our episode. This is actually the last episode of 2017. So next time you hear from us, we will be in 2018, which is weird and scary. Are we all like a year older than? I think that's how it works. I don't know. I get confused with years and birthdays and stuff. But yeah, effectively, we're all a year older, I think, is the uh, way it works. works. So let's, uh, you know, uh, 2017 was probably one of the best gaming years we've seen 
in a while. Uh, we can talk about that more next week. But, man, there was a lot of good games that came out this year. So hopefully 2018 will continue to be, uh, you know, that kind of high level, a bunch of amazing games to play. I'll keep us busy. Uh, until then, you can uh, find us on all of the different social medias at Bite Me Podcast. That's B-Y-T-E. Uh, you can find us Facebook, Twitter, Mixer, YouTubes. Uh, you can join our Discord channel. We're very nice and we're kind of chatty. And that, uh, you know, there's a bunch of other people there too. Anytime you hear us mention someone on this podcast, my brother, Vinny, and Kevin, and Annie, and, and all those folks all hang out in our Discord too. So uh, you can come hang out with them as well. Uh, we're very friendly. Um, what else do we do? You can email us, bite me at bitemepodcast.com. You can visit our website at bitemepodcast.com as well. And really just type bite me podcast in and there's just a bunch of places you it can works. go. Yeah, go go find all those places. So until then, uh I think uh that is that is us for the day and bite me. Mm, so good. Bite me. You're done now. All right. Napa know-how. This month, Napa's got all kinds of motor oil deals that can save you some serious cash. Like a five-quart jug of Napa full synthetic motor oil for just $16.49. With savings like that, you may start feeling like a VIP. But don't let it go to your head. These oil deals are for everyone. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. General states pricing. Sales prices not include applicable state local taxes or recycling fees. Offer ends 831 it's that little chico pit bull, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive, brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game so that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.